0: I don't know what, what I prefer. Would would I rather prefer people to know and what and ask, or would I rather people you know think that it's a, a barber's you know an initial or something like that? I don't really know. And, and at the at the point that I'm at in my life nowadays, it's uh, I, I have a loving fiance and I, and people that I that I care about around me. So for me, it's it's not uh, it's not too big of an issue anymore. Although I'm waiting on the day that the kid is like, "Mommy, what's that on his head?".
1: Welcome to Freewheeling with Carden. This podcast shares stories of people with various disabilities and shines a new light on accessibility topics. Our goal is to knock down barriers so we can roll through life a little easier and build a community to do this together. Please rate and follow this podcast or text Cardin at 470-588-1215 with comments and suggestions. We welcome you on your journey towards inclusion for all. And now, Your host, Carden Wyckoff, global disability advocate and wheelchair warrior.
2: Welcome to another episode of Free Will with Carden. I have Zach connecting virtually. Hey, Zach, how's it going?
1: Doing
0: good, Carden. How are you?
2: I'm well. I'm well. Happy Sunday.
0: It is. It is a happy Sunday. Thanks for having me.
2: Yeah, I'm glad you're here. So I know you talked to me a little bit about your head injury, and I just kind of wanted to dive into that and tell me a little bit about that and how it's impacted your life.
0: Cool. Yeah. Well, this is really neat because it's not every day, one, somebody wants to hear about it, but two, I talk about it. So I guess just to kind of give the context behind what happened is, yeah, when I was six, my mom and I were on an adventure to find an open door at Sears (laughs) up at the mall. And if you're from Atlanta or know Atlanta area, it was up at North Point Mall. Anyway, long story short, we were directed to go around the back of the mall and go to the maintenance side of where they do the cars for the tires and everything like that. Well, she allowed me at my eager age of six to go and check the doors and see if they were open on the back end. And this was around closing time, so it wasn't necessarily known whether they'd be open or not, so I rushed to the doors, checked to see if they were open. Unfortunately, they were not open. She was still kind of getting out of the car and coming this way to the doors, and as I turned around to come back and run back towards her, I did what's called a blind glance, is what the doctors say. So I looked to the left and very quickly, and then focused on the right. Is kind of what happened here. So that's what's a that that is what a blind glance is. Is when you just flippantly look to one way and then focus on the other. Stepped out in front of a car, unfortunately, that was going too fast.
1: A little oh, red geez.
0: Honda Civic. Shout out to the Honda Civics in the world. <laughs> <But, laughs> i not sure uh,
2: that's a great thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. They were going a little too fast and unfortunately hit me on my left leg where I then went into the windshield Ouch. and they stopped on a dime, which threw me about 30 feet into a curb where I crushed my right side of my skull into a curb and left me pretty much D.O.A. <laughs> it right. was, yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. That's so scary. Yeah, yeah, it was, but it, it's all good, right? <laughs> got ambulanced away. I mean,
2: you're still standing today. I'm so still standing. Amazing. I'm here,
0: I'm here. <laughs> and then once we got to the hospital, I don't remember any of this. I I mean, I did diving into this, I kind of step take a step back, but diving into this, I did kind of see the white light life flash before your eyes moment I've yeah. said it since I was younger and I'll say it again it's it was very interesting the whole experience was but but that that piece of it was and seeing yourself as an older person was, was strange but anyway get to the hospital I'm still unconscious and, and gone but they I end up waking up and both my eyes are swollen shut just due to the swelling and I thought I was blind at the time but they were able to kind of call me down. And after that, they said I had to go back into surgery to get what was unfortunately messed up, replaced and fixed. And so they went in. It was a full cut or what they call a zipper (laughs) on the top of the head. Uh, It was 54 staples all together. And they peeled it down my face and reconstructed my right eyebrow. And Took out what they needed to, and 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 now it's titanium with a couple loose screws up there. So yeah, that was that's the main story, and and I'm sticking to it.
2: <laughs> wow, what a story! So you would classify that as a traumatic brain injury?
0: Correct. Yeah, I had trauma. Yeah, brain injury. Mm-hmm.
2: But how did that impact you growing up? And did you need any school accommodations? What was the recovery like?
0: After him, and that's, I think, a piece of one of the issues that I have is memory. So bear with me at times, but I'll be completely honest. It, sometimes it does happen. So yes, to, to talk about what was needed. Well, after the injury or after the surgery, I should say, I recovered in the hospital for about a week and then was let go. Went back to my, my dad's house and my, my wonderful grandmother came down and took care of me for about a month where I just was just kind of hanging out and, and, and trying to recoup and this was in the first grade so uh, when we went back from summer i was still in a weird wheelchair due to the broken leg that i had as well and so when i went in the first day of first grade everybody was kind of cheering me on which was fun so for the first oh yeah it was nice for the first uh, i don't know maybe maybe it was a month or two i kind of had some wheelchair accessible access cuz due to the the leg and i guess they didn't want me walking as fast as possible or going as going as fast <laughs> as possible <laughs> back to right. class so got to understand that. But after a while, the uh, the cast, I remember running with the cast on. I, I don't know if anybody else can relate to That's having impressive. a cast. And when you feel like it's almost back to normal, it's almost like the cast is just a part of you and you're, you're sure. just going at it. Yeah, so I remember just running as a young boy kind of with that cast and then finally got it off. And 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 where this came into – what I'm getting to and what came into play was where sports came back around. And I've always been a big sports advocate and player and then and, and, – and love sports, but where my injury affected me in sports is unfortunately my, the head trauma. The first time it happened was went up to headbutt a ball in soccer, and it hit me in one of the screws that I had. And that night, I ended up with contusions on my head, oh, and people, I mean, it looked like I would gone ten rounds with Mike Tyson. <laughs> it was, it was, <laughs> it was funny looking, but uh, but it's all good, and I. From that day on, I had to wear a helmet while I played. And it kind of followed a little bit. And in the years to come, I tried to play. I played a lot of baseball, played a lot of soccer, played a lot of basketball. But the, the one sport that I couldn't play for more than a year was football. So I played football. And unfortunately, those injuries came back around again. The screws were coming loose. And, and it just was a big mess. So I had to derail from football and thankfully so I've had a pretty normal life in the sense of I'm not needing too much uh, help along the way as, as, except for the, that type of stuff around the head but, but yeah the sports is really where it came into play and unfortunately I wasn't able to play all the sports that's kind of what's affected me in my life and I was thinking in this in this podcast or before we got on air kind of where my tail kind of goes, as opposed to somebody who has a a prevalent issue. And I think that's kind of where the difference is here. Within my my skull and my head, some people have no idea and and will never see it. And they just think it's some cool scar that's put in my hairline from a barber. Yeah. (laughs) But for me, it's it's (laughs) something that I've always been self-conscious about and have self-esteem issues about, which is one thing that I'll probably get into a little bit further going forward. But yeah, so that's, that's kind of how it affected me, how it happened, what I look at in today's terms as 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 what the injury does. And from what I see in the future, kind of going forward, and what I've been getting help with along the way is those self esteem issues and trying to use it as a positive.
2: Well tell me a little bit more about that. Might as well dive into it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because,
2: I mean, with anything, you know, any type of disability, any type of injury, whether it's temporary, permanent, you know, there's always self-esteem issues. Whether or not you're disabled, not disabled, whatever the case may be, we all have our insecurities. So
0: That's right. That's right. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it starts off, you know, on the face value, no, no pun intended. <laughs> but, you know, in the world, you you want to try and kind of like Look the same as others, and kind of feel the same as others, so that way you have what, what you think is the same thought process and, and view. But yeah, I mean, it starts off there. If, uh, in life, I've always had this, you know, indented face from what I think, indented face and screws, and always have had these 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 little hitches, or I guess I forget what they call them, but basically twitches, and where I'm pushing and. You know, I just trying to adjust my skull to make it feel a little bit hmm. better. I've always dealt with a somewhat of a neck problems from it for some reason and also just some headaches. It's been something I've been dealing with on a long term basis. It's it's something that I don't really think about as much anymore just due to the fact how, how young I was when it happened. Right. But nowadays with my receding hairline and the, the short hair coming about, the, the scar across my head is something that I'm dealing with sure. now. So it's almost come full circle and and it's come back around so i was dealing with it when i was younger and then it kind of deterred a little bit when i'd wear my hair longer yeah. but now that i'm losing it it's coming back around so that self esteem is starting to play but to that point you know talking to people that have some of the same issues and or understand the issues so such as a psychologist that you know he when i met him He's oh you have a you have a zipper and and when somebody <laughs> oh, refers it as a zipper, <laughs> it was kind of nice because he just kind of understood and, and yeah it's not,
2: automatically it's, relates.
0: Yeah, it's not nothing different for him. Or he's mm-hmm. seen it before, so that's the kind of stuff I'm, I'm I'm working on and getting more pride in it. And like mm-hmm. we had spoken before, trying to start to give back a little bit on the thought process behind recovery. And so where I went and where I was shipped to, I guess, was a children's hospital of <laughs> Atlanta or Scottish Rite, Both those. Right. And so that's where we were talking originally and said, you know, that's that's kind of where I'd like to give back. That process is a little bit intense because it is a few hours a week and they make you, sure. you know, adhere to it. So they I make you
2: commit. Right,
0: exactly. <laughs> I haven't quite gotten there yet, but I'm 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 in that in that zone trying to see where I can fit it in. Yeah,
2: I love the how you're able to just come full circle almost, where you experienced something that was pretty traumatic and you've been dealing with it and then life got a little better and now it's recircling again. But now you're at a different position in your life where you feel that power essentially to give back and either whether it's serving others or talking about your injury or maybe even talking to... People who recently injured. So I think that's so cool. In children's hospital, do you plan to work with kids who have had brain injuries? Or, because I mean, I feel like that's a commonality that you would have, right?
0: Exactly right. Yeah. I think that would be the most fulfilling to me. And I've been blessed to not have many issues when it Mm -hmm. comes to actual brain functionality. So I think that. You know, maybe I can give some light and also really be there in full spirit to try and help with those. I know that they'll be on different different levels. Maybe sure. maybe more more affected and not affected, but at least I can say, hey, look, you know, we've got the same issues here <laughs> on the head, and it and it can get better. It doesn't have to get worse. You know, and I think that's if you just keep that in in the vision and give that hope, then that's really the main thing. But yeah, I think the kids. With any brain injury, is something that I would be more open to as opposed to others. But, but look forward to it. Yeah, for sure.
2: And you could probably almost play fun with it when you're with the kids, right? To make them <laughs> oh, yeah. laugh and... Like, look at my zipper. Look at your zipper. <laughs> <Everybody's> <laughs> I can see that sponsored. happening. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who's zipper's <the> bigger?
0: <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. I, I, look I mean, in those times,
2: it. kids really kill need some humor and some some laughter, but also they need someone that they can look up to and say, "Hey, you know, I'm still standing. Look at me, so many years later, and it's going to be okay." So
0: that's right. That's right. And I mean, mm-hmm. that's a great point too. And because it, it's not like you're done. You know, it's not like you have a, an expiration right. date either, right? So I look at you with inspiration and I, you know, and, and think, well, you know, my, my injuries are nothing compared to certain things and, and you know, how blessed sure. I am. So to that point, I agree with you. It It is something that I, I look forward to trying to inspire kids to do more and, and, and continue building. And but also say to be aware because, I mean, to be completely honest with you, I went to the doctor the other day to try and not the other day, but a couple months ago, prior to quarantine, <laughs> right <laughs> um, prior to quarantine. Um, but I went to see about my injury because I've, I've been having some some pain lately, some headaches. So there's a couple different options that can happen, and so that that mental process going through that mental process again is is a little different. But yeah, they can either open it back up or they can cut into the skin through the forehead and just take the screws out directly. So the, the, when I say there's a couple different processes, that's what I mean by that. And so to try and get my head around that is, is not always easy. But
2: yeah, going in and cutting your head. It's <laughs> is it that you need the screws replaced after a certain amount of years, or the the titanium no longer is viable, durable?
0: Yeah, for me, this one there's a, there's a couple that literally have come out. What I think have gotten have gotten loose. One of them is, I think, even turned sideways. As, as gruesome or you know, grotesque as that yeah. sounds, it's it's the truth. Well, I have some screws in my ankle as well, and they've done the same thing. So
2: you can feel it.
0: Yeah, exactly. They come out, and it, it's the and vibration. It causes
2: pressure on either other brain. Does it cause pressure on your eyes or ears? Do it's you have weird.
0: Any? So the way that I describe having inanimate objects inside your skin <laughs> is. <laughs> <laughs> um, as weird as that sounds, and, and sorry not to get analytical about it, but that's, the, you know, we start to think about yeah. it nonstop, it's, it is what it is. But the way that I describe right, it exactly. is if you're looking at a balloon and if you were to go into the inside of a balloon and put a small pin inside the balloon and it's pushing out and you have that little point on the outside that's pushing out that basically mm-hmm. derails or, or takes away the symmetry of the balloon. I look at it like that, almost as the balloon uh, film being a, a skin, analogy. and in so, a screw being inside, and and so it affects other pieces of that balloon that you may not see. So, what, like I was mentioning earlier, my neck has had issues for some reason, and just in comfort level. So I feel like it, mm-hmm. it's it's all tied together, and I guess it goes back to the kids song, your you know your neck bones connected to your hip bone or whatever the <laughs> <laughs> the, the song is.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, yeah, that's that's kind of it. So. <laughs>
2: Do you ever seek other physical treatment like chiropractic, massage therapies, cryo therapy?
0: Yes, to the massage therapy a little bit. Unfortunately, to get a massage, you have to put your head into a little circle. <laughs> you know those little circles, right? <laughs> that uh, that that you put a lot of pressure onto your your forehead at that time, and so I'm, I haven't been a huge proponent of like face down massages due to that. But I, I, sure. I tend to kind of bear it. And I, to be completely honest, I don't like people touching my head. So maybe that's, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a weird point when well, it comes yeah, to the you
2: Would they potentially move the plate around in any sense that could cause more discomfort? Is that a possibility?
0: You know, I don't think that's the possibility I, be, because, Just from my like understanding, the bone has taken in the, it, it's grown around it. But it. from my personal experience just touching the, the screws and touching that area is always going to be just kind of a avo- try to avoid it just be cognizant that that's not what I, what I like and that's and so sure. when people or my fiance when when she is <laughs> around it she I mean she tries not to touch my forehead because she knows that that's an, that's mm-hmm. a sensitive area and I think that would go for anybody yeah. with, with with either head injuries or back injuries or anything for that matter. Yeah, it's a growing process for sure.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, neat. Thanks for sharing that. I know it gets really intense thinking about kind of going back to it. Is it triggering for you at all?
0: Yes and no, because I had so much support when I was injured by my grandparents and my family and their family and their friends. The church was praying for me and they were sending gifts and, and it was, there was just a lot of support and oh, love. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, a lot of support and love around it. And so when I think back about that, that's kind of how I feel. And that's weird because I've never really shared that with anybody, but that's that's the truth. But yeah. when, you know, you think about the doctors and the, and the issues that have come up over life, that's one of the notes I had here is I was somewhat too young to really know that different. and I and. Right. And I don't know if that's something that you've spoken before about. And, you know, with injuries that are, with people that are younger than a specific age, where they think their new normal is, almost like this quarantine thing, right? Like, when, right. like <laughs> wearing masks may be a new normal and somebody who's only seven years old may think this is now normal. But that's sure. kind of the, the, I don't know, the, the correspondence I see there. I've, I've lived with it for so long that it doesn't quite bring up traumatic memories it kind of brings up good memories and so yeah so so that's it's kind of a point unfortunately for my mom it's the opposite though and so mm. since she was there staring at the entire situation when it happened she, and tends, she
2: was an adult yeah <laughs> watch the whole thing flash exactly her eyes.
0: She she yeah, has um, remorse and she has of those course. painful memories that she yeah. saw so it's just a different scenario. I thought about asking her a bunch of questions prior to this, but I figured I'd leave it in the past for her.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Didn't want to trigger her. (laughs) Leave it at that. Okay, so you're out in the social setting. If you're standing on one side of you and you're looking up, obviously you could probably notice it do people ask and how do you feel when people ask you about it what <laughs> do you what's your normal response do you make light of it do you joke do you kind of just like oh i didn't hear you say that
0: yeah so this this is this is the best questions because yeah, you're right. I'm, I have a good side and a bad side, <laughs> like most people probably do, but mine's a little <laughs> bit more a little bit more uh, aggressive. It's the way that I feel, at least. People tell yeah. me they can't really tell, and then it's it's not a big deal, but maybe they're just fluffing my ego, and then I appreciate y'all. Shout out to I y'all. I
2: honestly didn't even notice
0: it. <laughs> well, but yeah, so people do ask every now and then, and I actually kind of prefer if somebody asks as opposed to questioning it, and I think that's... Sure. That's one of the the context of kind of like this interview that I thought about as well because I don't have any just outwardly lying obvious issues, right? And right. Or You know, and you're so
2: socializing, you're exactly doing good. so.
0: So for me, it's a lot of internal. And then when people do see it, they you know what do they think at that point? But back to your back to your questions, yes, people ask every once in a while. It used to be it, more in high school. It happened if, when I had my hair shorter and. And that was, I guess, just due to the intrigue or the curiosity as a younger younger children, or as growing up and stuff. it people don't question it as much. Right. Getting a little older, and then that's really a, a, a psychological uh, kind of question that I bring up for myself is: when people do see it, what do they think? And then when they don't ask, do they assume? And they assume it's a mm-hmm. a scar from. You know, a bear, <laughs> or is it a, a bear
2: attack?
0: Or is it a scarf?
2: Wow, that would yeah. be a great story. Maybe <laughs> exactly. that should be your story now. The
0: reverend, what's, what's the, res, the reverend? <laughs> I was is that a
2: Yellowstone?
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and I was
2: defending off my fiance from yeah. a brown bear.
0: Yeah, going down on the, one knee for the for the engagement. The bear came out. Um, I can and see I that. Was, <laughs> it was we were eating
2: movie. honey and the bear was hungry. <laughs>
0: Why we brought honey to an engagement, I'll never you know.
2: With, you can come up with all all <laughs> kinds of crazy things.
0: <laughs> yeah, and people would love it. Oh my god, it would be funny. But but yeah, yeah. no. So that that's <laughs> people people ask every once in a while still. And and like I said, I kind of prefer it because nowadays it almost looks like it's a um, it's a scar that was etched into my my head via a barber, or maybe not a scar, but um, a, you know a, a yeah. cool haircut. And so yeah. I don't know what, what I prefer. Would, would I rather prefer people to know and what, and ask, or would I rather people, you know, think that it's a, a barber's, you know, an initial or something like that. I don't really know. Yeah. And and at the, at the point <laughs> that I'm at in my life nowadays, it's, uh, I, I have a loving fiance and a and people that I, that I care about around me. So for me, it's, it's not too big of an issue anymore. Although I'm waiting on the day that the kid is like, mommy, what's
2: that on his head?
0: You know? Right. (laughs) Which I'm sure will happen eventually.
2: Yeah, I've gotten those a few times. So (laughs) you just kind of get used to it. After a while, people ask you for, especially, I think kids especially, more curious. For me, it's more noticeable, right? I have four wheels and it moves in all crazy directions and... People are very drawn to it, especially kids. They love the lights. So they're like, Ooh, lights, you know, (laughs) ET, phone home. And they like gravitate towards it. I'm like, Don't touch it. Your hand's going to get chopped off. (laughs) But yeah, it's kind of goes back between would you rather someone think of all different kinds of crazy things and assumptions in their mind? Or do you want to just tell them straight up? So that's kind of your personal preference. I guess it also kind of depends on the day and where you're at mentally. That's right. Some days I'm like, I just, I don't want to tell someone. I just, it doesn't matter. But some days I'm like using it as a platform to educate.
0: Yep. My dad was a big, he would go into detail on everything, right? And I kind of, I found out that that's kind of what I do a little bit as well. So I try and watch myself. Not everybody wants to know everything about what happened with your skull or your head or, you know, their injury. So I try and kind of keep it shaded a little bit. Lately, I've been able to get a little bit of insight because somebody has told me that somebody asked about my head. So that's always a weird dynamic, too, right? Like, yeah. oh, they asked what happened. And then, oh,
2: like a friend through a friend? A
0: friend of a friend. Okay. Yeah, at work, I met a new gentleman who it was my boss's friend. And he and the, my boss's friend asked my boss, hey, what happened? And my boss said, I don't know ask him he'll tell you <laughs> and so there, there's that weird dynamic so when you start sure. to think about that it is a little strange because is it is it obvious that something happened is it not obvious and if it isn't obvious then that's cool whatever but if it is obvious then now it it, it creates intrigue and i think with anybody in this world that kind of has something that's different that isn't quite obvious like hey there's something obvious that's there's there's something wrong more different, right? And now it's just ugh, that social dynamic that that makes it strange. So he never asked, unfortunately. Oh. <laughs> and, but well, now there's that okay. underlying. Okay. <laughs> Does he want to like know? He Does knows, he care? But he gonna... doesn't. <laughs> yeah. So it, there's that. It's a strange psychology behind it. But at the end of the day, you know, nothing changes. Nothing changes. It's 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 no big deal to me. And I'll keep pushing forward. So, and one day I'm sure he'll ask.
2: Yeah. Maybe. Who knows. Maybe sometimes you have to come out and speak publicly. Maybe just drop him a little hint of this podcast. Just send it him (laughs) white. So it's
0: funny you say that too, because I was talking to a friend of mine, telling him about this, you know, talk and this little interview we were going to do. Yeah, yeah. Just telling him kind of what was going on. And he was like, oh, that's funny. Because I go to a lot of trade shows and just to meet, you know, new clients and prospects and that kind of thing for work. And so my my image is kind of important, I guess you would say, and for, for most purposes, I have a pretty approachable image try and keep it that way. So that way people, you know, somewhat like right. you and want to talk to you. But now, like I said, I'm balding <laughs> and, and it's getting
2: in my oh, come image. come on. Is, yeah,
0: well, I appreciate it. But my image is starting to feel feel like it's getting a little bit more aggressive with a huge scar going across your head. And, sure. Um, I, I, I always joked when I went bald and I have this big scar across my head, I'll need neck tattoos and I'll be buff, right? <laughs> so at least that way I, co- <laughs> I look like a prison from, story. <laughs> exactly. I come from prison. Um, and Nobody will mess with me, right? But uh, to to that point, you were saying, he was saying, you know what? What you could do is you could just put your card out, right? You have your card, your normal business card that has your information on it. And then on the back, it says, yes. My scar on my head comes from me being hit by a car or just acknowledge what happened before they even have go. to ask and that kind of thing. So
2: <laughs> You just leave it all at the door right yeah, there. <laughs>
0: right? Take it or leave it. <laughs> so yeah, there's that thought process. Hi, I'm Zach.
2: Too. Here's yeah. my entry story. Right?
0: This is what happened to my head, just so you know. That way you don't have to ask. Let's go ahead and clear the air, right. right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's the right way to go about it. Who knows? So.
2: Yeah. That's how I feel sometimes that just when I'm in social gatherings, I know that question is always going to come up. Oh, so what happened? It's like, okay, well, let's just get it out of the way in the beginning. It'll be less painful. (laughs) Right. And then people don't stand there and like have all these things going through their mind and questions and assumptions and... They're going on these thought trains and you're trying to have a conversation with them and they're thinking about, did you get mauled by a bear?
0: (laughs) Exactly. Here we go again. (laughs) And and, then it's funny you say that too, because it is true. I've caught people, and you do it subconsciously, right? But I've caught people looking at my scar instead of my eyes. And I'm sure you felt the same way at times. Like they're looking down. totally.
2: All the time. Yeah.
0: And so when you start to see that more often, that's when you know like, okay, It's becoming more prevalent and people, they're not, they're nice. People are nice, right? They're going to just kind of go with the flow. And if you, if you say something about it, then they'll, they'll be nice and they'll hear you out. But if you don't say anything about it, then they may or may not. Right. And so when you start to get that. Maybe they're
2: uncomfortable.
0: Exactly. And they have their own self-conscious issues Mm -hmm. or self-esteem issues. Right. And so, and I always think about it in my perspective. So. One thing that you asked or you, you kind of in advance of this conversation, you said, hey, what you know, what, did, what have you learned from this in a little bit? And we can get to that in a little while. But one of those pieces of that puzzle was accepting others, right? And sure. being like, people may think that on the outside I look perfect, but to, in the inside I don't feel perfect. And, and that's the thing. So like when I see someone else that isn't perfect, in, in our quote-unquote perfect world, right? right? Yeah, air quote quotes, normal. big air quotes, and normal. <laughs> yeah, how do I think about it, and how do I approach it, and deal with it? And for me, like I, I personally don't see color. I don't see you know deformity. I don't. I don't really see that because the person's what matters. Mm. And I think that's one of the things that I've learned from my injury is that that other stuff is kind of on the surface. It's really in the in the soul what matters. And sure. so, even when you do see somebody do you say something initially? Because if I see someone that has something wrong, I don't necessarily say anything personally. No. Yeah. I mean, I don't really ask. It's just not something that I bring up. I just keep it moving, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
2: Only if then you're in a situation. So we have these different disability circles that I'm a part of, and it only makes sense to really disclose what it is that you're having when everyone's introducing themselves and saying like, "Hi, I'm Cardin, and I have muscular dystrophy, and this is the type that I have." And someone says, "Oh, hi, I have SMA, and I'm this." So that's really the only context where people are really actively disclosing what their issue is.
0: That's it's unique to hear that too, because like in. Like addiction circles, you know, you hear something along those lines where you come out and say, what's wrong? And with them, there would be more mental issues in the sense of, hey, hey, my name's Zach. I'm an alcoholic, right? You know, that's right. kind of funny. <laughs> the, just sure. the differencing of opinions there. But yeah, I mean, it's good to know because in my world, I mean, it's just a scar, right? And and mm-hmm. for, for sure. other people to see it, it's just a scar. But internally, it's it's something completely different for me. Right, but good to know. Okay, yeah, I will. Con-
2: I mean, I would say if I approach someone who has a, a like a noticeable disability, or whether it's a gait, whether it's, I mean, I can I can um, usually pinpoint the type of injury it is, just how they act, how they walk, how they look, kind of thing, yeah. and I can usually know what that is because. Just as, as from like a, a physical standpoint, like if gotcha. it's a noticeable disability, not an invisible disability. But yeah, I mean, I'm not going to ask and be like, so what right. happened to you? Like, no. <laughs> like they just want to be it. treated like a normal person, quote normal, as we would say. Right, <laughs> right. quote just, normal. Just have a conversation with them. Say hello. How you doing?
0: That's 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 it, man. That's it. I enjoy that too. You get some different insight, right? Anybody. Right.
2: Cool. Anything else that you wanted to share? This is your floor.
0: <laughs> I have the floor. No, I mean, there's, there's, there's not just a ton of, you know, just mind blowing, you know, insight that I can give other than, you know, just to obviously treat everyone mm-hmm. the same. And that's really kind of the main thing that I, that I try and breach. I just, again, I, I feel different myself, so I think other people do too, and just the acceptance. Thankfully, I haven't had a ton of injustice because of my injury so I, I can't speak from that place but I can definitely be an advocate for people that that may have experienced that and so if that if I can do that then that's that's amazing and I look forward to trying to expand my give back my my hope that I can get to like you said the children and go over there and do that as well so it's not too much more other than that
2: well great thanks yeah of course. appreciate it
1: thank you carden Thank you, friends, for listening. Please rate and follow this podcast or text CART at 470 1215 with comments and suggestions. Tune in next week for another disability topic.